0: From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. See it early February 22nd. In theaters everywhere
1: beginning February 24th. Go to JesusRevolution.movie.
5: Code KMC.
6: I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised. And I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature. And immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder. And I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me.
7: Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG.
0: From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. See it early February 22nd. In theaters everywhere beginning February 24th. Go to JesusRevolution.movie.
5: Listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and of course why it matters.
3: Kevin uh,
0: McCullough, and here we go: 5, 4, three, 2, 1, obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, yeah. and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, and
5: why is the Biden administration coming under fire for seemingly handing a blank check to Ukraine? Evita Duffy will be here to discuss. Aaron Walsh also piggybacking on that topic from the Heritage Foundation. Kelsey Bowler a bit later on trying to protect our kids. But we start with former DHS Secretary Chad Wolf to kick off the conversation. Stay here
7: something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin
5: McCullough. The big guy has come out of nowhere. And Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think.
2: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the
3: role as uh, as well as
0: anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. I should also add that
5: Chad Wolf is also the executive director of the America First Policy Institute. And uh, we love those guys uh, because they are fighting every single day for uh, the rights of Americans uh, in, in a day and age in which Americans' priorities and rights seem to be being put not just at the back of the bus. They're not even on the same vehicle as the administration. I mean, forget forget about having the the, the last seat on there. They're still waiting at the depot. Uh, and Chad Wolfrey joins us from AFPI, uh, Chad, thanks for being here. Um, you wrote a piece in the USA today, uh, for, uh, discussing the, the border and why, uh, the, the president wants us to believe that it's getting better and it's really not. And, uh, I think most of the people listen to my show on a regular basis kind of have a sense of that, but that's just part of the milieu that is occurring when you have an administration that not only wants to ignore domestic issues uh, in a very significant way and forget about the border, how about the, the continuing trajist, uh, tra- travesty of East Palestine, Ohio, of these other train derailments of, you know, things seemingly going wrong uh, in all kinds of places every single day, while we're over in Ukraine giving a check for $500 million and bragging about how it's going to pay for their social programs and their pensions. Chad Wolf, AFPI, this this doesn't make any sense to the normal American.
8: Well, I think that's right. Thanks again for having me on. I think, uh, you know, when President Biden goes uh, to Ukraine on President's Day, um, but still has not visited East Palestine, uh, really doesn't ever visit the border, these are two things that are impacting Americans every single day. And so this is what we talk about, America first. Yeah. Have Americans' interest uh, first. That should be his first thought as he wakes up every single day. And I think... Unfortunately, it seems to be his last thought. It's like America laughed uh, policy with this administration. And so I think it's fine, you know, if the president wants to go visit Ukraine, but you've got to you've got to figure out and you've got to fix what's going on here inside the country and with a variety of different crises that we have here. And so, you know, you're going to write a blank check. You're going to provide a lot of military assistance to Ukraine but then you're not providing the men and women of DHS what they need to do to secure the border, and so I and think most Americans kind of shake their head and say this is crazy.
5: It is beyond crazy. It's hurtful. I, I I'm I'm beyond the rhetorical level of just saying it's nutty because you know it's it, I've I've had some jokes on the air along those lines and have you know pulled a, a, a you know a good punch or two with them when you're literally looking at the suffering of those that are in Ohio and he he's on a plane to Ukraine to give them a check and then says afterwards that it's to help pay their pensions and put money in their pocket. He used these words from a podium. It's going to put money in their pocket and it's going to help pay for their social programs. Chad, I don't like America being socialist. I certainly don't want to be underwriting another country's social programs.
8: Well, I think that's right. And Look, we saw this during the Obama administration. And what we know is uh, a lot of officials inside the Biden administration uh, were, were also there during the Obama years. And, and what did President Obama liked more than anything else, which is to go overseas, talk about how terrible America was, and really kind of kowtow and, and make sure that other countries around the world, uh, you know, were his friends. And, and that was something that he liked to do. And I think you're, you see with the Biden administration, President Biden specifically, again, this idea that we're going to go overseas because we care about more about what they're thinking about the united states than we are about americans and and so for me it's just a different philosophy that you have because your philosophy drives your priorities and we've seen over the last two years the priorities of this administration are not thinking about americans first they're yeah. thinking about them last in, in most instances you, you
5: were at dhs you were the uh, interim secretary there uh what are the uh border numbers right now what how how bad is it in 2023
8: well, it's pretty bad. We're five months into fiscal year 2023, at least how the federal government counts it. Uh, and we've got some pretty astronomical numbers, including numbers in December of over a quarter of a million folks apprehended along the, that southern border. Um, the demand continues to come. What we've seen from the administration here recently is a couple of different actions. Uh, one is they're starting to count the numbers differently. And so they're starting to say that uh, the numbers are decreasing. And therefore, their strategy seems to be working, which do, is not the case. They're simply counting the numbers differently. The demand is still there. The number of people being released into American communities is still at an all-time astronomically high. What the Biden administration wants you to believe, and I kind of equate it to if you, you drive 100 miles down you know, your neighborhood street, but yet you somehow back off to 80, that, that somehow you're you're hitting the speed limit, and you're not. You're still astronomically high. And that's kind of what they're doing at the moment. The numbers fluctuate, but their strategy remains the same. And it's a failing strategy. It's been failing for two years and they appear to keep doubling down on it. You talked
5: about apprehensions. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people and I've got, you know, Border uh, Patrol friends Um, apprehensions to what percentage of getaways? Because you never hear them talk about those numbers.
8: No, it's a good question. It's a good point. Um, the, you know, the gotaways every single month, depending on where you're at, is somewhere between uh, thirty-five to, to sixty-five thousand. Um, and those are just what we call known gotaways. Those are the ones that we uh, we have some type of surveillance on, whether we see them on a camera or a sensor. There's a whole other bucket of unknown gotaways. These are folks we don't even know that cross, but but we're pretty sure that there are people that are crossing that border that we have no. No visibility on. So there's a number of different things that are that are troubling. And in the midst of all of that, you have the Secretary of Homeland Security who repeatedly goes to Congress and says the border is secure. Uh, there's no way that it's secure if you have 50 to 60 thousand gotaways every single month.
5: How have you we, we know not they impeached are. him yet? How have we not impeached uh, Mayorkas yet?
8: Well, obviously you need a Republican House, um, and so they are, um, you know, six weeks into into their tenure. I think you have a hearing in Yuma. Uh, today uh that's going to be the third maybe the fourth hearing on the border uh since the republicans took control of the house um and i my guess is they're collecting facts and and they're investigating uh we'll see where that leads but i think the secretary's got a lot of answers uh that the american people want want uh he's going to have to answer a lot of questions right um not sure he has the answers actually yeah yeah one fundamental question is You inherited one of the most secure borders in the history, you know, in our lifetime, at least. Why did you do what you did and why have you turned it into a colossal mess? Um, I think the American people just want some basic answers to some very simple questions.
5: It doesn't seem like an unusual or uh, too high of a bar to ask for. And yet uh, they they almost get viscerally uh visually viscerally uh, irritated at it chad it's it's very it's very odd to see i mean uh Kamala Harris was just in uh, an airport somewhere and uh, a woman asked her a simple question she's like i can't talk to you I'm taking a picture and uh but like just just even the simple questions the, the, it, it rattles them
8: well particularly on this issue um, uh, they don't like to talk about the border because they don't have good answers and they know yeah. they don't have good answers and they don't have a good record to run on But it's not just that way with border security. I think if you look at, you know, whether it's Ukraine, the withdrawal from Afghanistan and and the list goes on and on to a lot of domestic issues as well, the facts aren't on their side. And you know, polling and, and public sentiment is not on their side. And I think they're they're cognizant of that fact and they try to pivot and they try to move off of that. Look, if you're a government official like the vice president or any other member of Congress and someone asks you a question it's your duty to, to answer them. Now, maybe you don't have a great answer, and maybe you'd like not to do it at that point, but you don't just, you know, shirk them off and say, hey, it's thanks job. for not answering Sorry. That now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's part of your job, and that's what the American people expect you to do, your job.
5: Uh, Chad Wolf is the former acting secretary of DHS and executive director and chair for the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration at AFPI, America First Policy Institute. Chad, we appreciate you being with us.
8: Okay,
5: thank you. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away.
0: From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. See it early February 22nd. Be in theaters everywhere beginning
1: February 24th. Go to JesusRevolution.movie Purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature.
2: Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC.
3: Hello, I'm Mike vendell inventor of My Pillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my Bogo Extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one sec, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one
6: get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
5: That's mypillow.com promo code KMC.
6: I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy
7: Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG.
0: Breaking news, as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio.
5: Very glad to have you with us, uh, friends. It's a uh, big, busy Thursday. I had to think for a second. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes that just happens to me. My, my mind just goes blank. And don't forget, this weekend on that Kevin show, huge show. Pastor Greg Laurie is going to be with us. Uh, we've got the amazing Andrew Wilkow uh, country star. Kelsey Ballerini is going to be with us. And we've also got uh, Dr. Gina Loudon. So you don't want to miss uh, anything that we've got uh, coming up this weekend, Sa- Salem News Channel, 9 p.m. on the East Coast and uh, available everywhere on SNC.TV. Uh, but uh, depending on your, your Apple or your Roku or your whatever box you use, um, you, you can download the app and get it there as well. All right. My next guest is the co-founder of Thinker Chicago, and she's a contributing writer for The Federalist evita duffy alonzo is her name and yeah she's related to those other duffies that are pretty famous evita welcome to calvin mcculler radio good to have you
9: thanks for having
5: me uh you wrote this week at the federalist which i have to say i remind people all the time i i write for the competition at town hall but the federalist is probably my number one go-to in terms of daily opinion editorial because they are doing molly uh hemingway and those uh people there have they just they just have it going on and they're on the most important stories and you uh penned a piece uh, recently about uh the governor of florida's response to joe biden handing ukraine a seemingly blank check it certainly feels that way evita every time i turn around there's another uh, hundreds of millions of dollars going out the door uh what did the governor of florida have to say
9: yeah, I mean he he ripped into Joe Biden. It was it was an amazing interview. Everybody should go watch it. Um, but he said you we know, don't we're we're handing him a blank check. Um, and and there's really no accountability for it at all. And he also really talked about the dangers of, of entering a proxy war with China, um, when when you know we we don't really know what, what what's at, what's at stake. And so I think he when our leaders don't seem to know what's at stake. And so he just really encouraged, um, you know, called on them to be more responsible in the way that their the Biden administration is, is running this country, and also for Biden to be gallivanting around in in Ukraine, making these public appearances while our own border um, is in is in a, is an absolute disaster, and he only seems to care about the Ukrainian border. So it was an amazing interview, um, and and really, I think a lot of people were, were happy to hear hear him call out <laughs> the president yeah. for, for the kind of hypocrisy because the mainstream media was, was not doing it at all.
5: Well, this is the kind of thing that uh, Ron DeSantis has been doing ever since he became governor of Florida. Florida became kind of uh, the number one uh, state in the crosshairs of the administration, and he's had to do this time and again. Let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned the trip. He made two speeches while he was there and uh, proclaimed basically that um, – he, he doesn't uh, have anything against the Russian people, which the Russian people weren't able to hear because Putin didn't allow the speech to be broadcast in Russia. Um, and he basically came home saying, we need to do anything we can, kind of blank check style, to uh, help Ukraine win uh, against Putin. Now, there's two schools of thought. There's uh, fight Putin in Ukraine and, you know, help Ukraine defeat them there. Uh, or if you don't, uh, he's going to overrun Ukraine and move to a larger European uh, strategy of maybe even uh, attacking NATO uh, allies. What, what is the current thinking amongst the Republicans or people that are center right about what the proper end to all of this is? How do we extract ourselves from this and not help Putin extend his uh, maniacal desire to take more land?
9: Well, I mean, it's, it's a good question. I think that um, you, you have people like Mitch McConnell who have taken the side of Biden and completely abandoned the interests of the American people and said, we're just going to, you know, go ahead with this with this blank check policy. I think you have others who are looking to the past and saying, you know, had had Joe Biden not shown so much weakness in in his presidency, particularly what, what happened in Afghanistan, we never would have been in the situation in the first place. And that's not really a yep. solution. It's, it's more looking to the past. but. But um, I, I, I think that the the real the real answer is I'm not really sure what what, what the answer is, um, but it's definitely not what we're doing right now.
5: All right, Avita, um, let me ask you the uh, the idea that uh, the president is paying all this attention to Ukraine, and uh, sad to say, memes are often uh, quite true. I saw a meme yesterday on Instagram, uh, the scene from one of the Star Wars prequels where uh, Anakin Skywalker is telling. Uh, uh, Padme that he has to go somewhere. And, and the, it was Joe Biden's face superimposed on Anakin. And, uh, uh Padme says, uh, Ohio. And, uh, he's holding up a Ukrainian ticket in the next, uh, scene. And, and she goes, please tell me you're going to Ohio. Uh, the, the people are catching on that there's a lack of any type of importance to what Americans are dealing with with this White House. And the Ukraine versus East Palestine is a pretty good example of that.
9: Absolutely, I my, my heart goes out to them. You, you're seeing videos of of people who live there on on social media, just looking up at the sky. You see it overcast. they they have you know runny noses and itchy eyes, and their pets are sick, and the fish are dying. I mean, it's an absolute disaster, and, and such a slap in the face to the people of East Palestine that this administration is paying no no attention to them, or that we have the EPA telling them. It's safe to go back home. It's safe to drink the water and breathe the air when we know clearly from their firsthand experiences that it's not. Um, And then you have, you know, Pete Pete Buttigieg not going over there. I mean, you have I mean, the only person that that uh, that seems to care um, is is members of, of independent media. Right. Because the the corporate press has completely taken the side of the Biden administration, the EPA, and just said, you know this—it's a—it's a right-wing conspiracy to try and sow distrust in the government. That's literally what the New York Times said. Um, anytime somebody criticizes this administration, so I mean it's a—it's an absolute disaster. And I think the comparison between uh, East Palestine and Ukraine is so indicative of where this administration's priorities lie.
5: What—what—what what, what do you think uh, the voters across the country made of the fact that Trump went there and didn't just go there, but took thousands of gallons of? Uh, things that will help them clean up the place, lots of water. Uh, I mean, he just showed up with basically what you would have thought the government would have, you know, maybe a a few hours after it had happened. Uh, It took him a little bit longer to get there, but he's not in office right now.
9: Yeah, I mean, it it was was such a, it it sounds terrible, but it really was an an amazing political move on Trump's part to say, you know what, if the administration is not going to do anything to help these people, I will. Um, And I think that it's, So I just a little bit of background. I come from a a, an area that's very similar to to East Palestine, sort of a middle middle America flyover country part of Wisconsin. And these are the types of places in America that used to vote Democrat, that used to be very pro-union and now have completely flipped the switch and are voting for Trump and have become MAGA country. And it's because of things like this. It's because they've seen that the people who care about them is no longer the Democratic Party.
5: Yeah, no, it's uh, really true. All right, friends, reader at The Federalist, uh, her most recent, uh, Rhonda Santa slams Biden for handing Ukraine a blank check. uh, But she's got a lot of good stuff up there, and I know that uh, you'll enjoy uh, the perspective. Avita Duffy Alonzo, thank you for being with us today.
9: Thanks for having me.
5: You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Much more straight ahead.
0: is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Go to foxnewsbooks.com to pre-order now.
1: Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color the antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit chlorophyll is excellent for balancing ph and cleansing the body it's the green in kale spinach and broccoli resveratrol
3: Buy one set, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one. Absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers
6: and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
5: That's mypillow.com promo code
6: KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me.
7: Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG.
0: Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All
5: right, uh, it's very obvious that the Russia-China connection is not only impacting things like the Ukraine scenario, and I think that our White House is being manipulated quite a bit by that, actually. Uh, but it's it's gonna it's gonna impact other things. Uh, it's it's impacting the price of energy because a lot of the um, Chinese purchase of Russian energy is being marked up and then resold to other countries. It's it's impacting uh, a, a number of fronts that the United States are negatively impacted by. Uh, here to discuss uh, just why is uh, Aaron Walsh. She's the Senior Research Fellow for International Affairs at the Asian Studies Center at the Heritage Foundation. And you can find out more at heritage.org. Erin, um, how significant is the current cooperation that China and Russia are engaging in, and does it foreshadow what a lot of people are worried about, and that is ultimately a larger conflict than just Russia and Ukraine?
10: Yes. Once again, Kevin, thank you so much for having me on the show. I think it's important to get a lot of the facts out there. I think as we approach tomorrow, the one-year anniversary of the invasion um, of Putin on Ukraine, I think it's, it's really important to highlight a lot of this for the for the U.S. Um, One of the main things is obviously in the fog of war and from the different media outlets, we're getting different information. So it's really hard to go through and and try to see what's real. And And I would say that a lot of it is still in flux. But what we do know, what we do know is that China, which is our biggest adversary right now, China has really significantly significantly begun to to really back putin and the russians in their in their uh play now obviously uh they are somewhat strange bedfellows uh to be together at a time like this but i don't know if people remember but the right after the winter olympics last year three weeks literally before um, putin invaded they had a meeting and basically they said that they're partnership would be unconstrained and that they would be together so at the beginning of the war we didn't see any arms sales that we saw uh, to putin um but they had they didn't uh deny or, or come out categorically against the russians in any way including at the security council and so they really bought the line and started to uh provide a lot of influence operations around the world supporting the russian narrative which is that the u.s is the reason that russia had to go in and do this because of their interest in expanding nato up to their borders so i think that's what really started to kick this thing off
5: well as we are approaching that one year anniversary how what what type of contributions is china now making to the russian effort
10: so i mean i think it it People were looking at some of the discussions that took place uh, during the meeting on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference between um, Wang Yi and our Secretary of State, Blinken. You would see that people were saying that the Chinese are now um, providing weaponry to uh, the Russians. Navigation equipment, jamming technology, uh, jet fighter parts to sanction Russian um, government-owned defense companies, perhaps not Weapon systems themselves or ammunition itself but plenty to keep the war machine going and as you mentioned oil earlier they are getting oil at a very reduced price um from russia so they they are really using this and it's being used to fund the war machine that russia has has brought down on ukraine
5: where do we stand given that the president's taking this, we're we're just going to do everything that Zelensky asks us to do approach.
10: Austin has done the same, the secretary of defense, and said that there's nothing that will, you know, stop basically our coffers from supporting them and their fights are for viable and, and, you know, democracy in Europe. There is joint support there is bipartisan support what we do want to see and certainly heritage is demanded as well that we see an accountability of where this money is going because this is an unprecedented amount of money that is going towards uh this fight in the ukraine to support you know their their freedom but i will say that unless we the problem is is that the biden what we have sent has come too little too late and so while we're spending all this money, when we've talked about the Abrams going over there, the tanks, those aren't going to get there for quite a while. So they needed to be there before this this winter slash spring onslaught um, that is going on right now. And so yeah. it looks like an unlimited check because... It's not just getting what he's asking for. I mean, we haven't even defined to the American people what are they asking for and how long do we think this will take? I mean, right. the language that they're using is is very opaque and it's not good, you know, in, in longtime support for the American people, especially after Afghanistan and what we saw there.
5: Yeah, no, then this is the group I would least ever put in charge of something like that. Aaron Absolutely. Walsh, Senior Research Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it.
10: Thank you so much. Have a
5: great you day. Got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away.
0: From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. See it early February 22nd. In theaters everywhere beginning February 24th. Go to JesusRevolution.movie.
3: Buy one set, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one. Absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's mypillow.com, promo code
0: KMC. When hope is hard to find, a new collection of real life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Go to FoxNewsBooks.com to pre order now.
1: Keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature.
2: Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code K.
1: Our ministry will only grow. There will be many more followers.
0: But I have chosen you, 12, as my apostles. You're sending us?
1: An apostle is the same as a messenger, one who. I know what
0: it means, Matthew.
4: The acclaimed series returns in a unique theatrical experience.
0: I am sending you out two by two. You will proclaim as you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You will heal the sick and the lame. You will cast out demons. Why are you all looking at me like that?
7: Could you just repeat that one more time? On November 18th,
4: see Jesus through the eyes of those who followed him.
0: Heal the sick,
4: cast
3: out
0: demons. Was that a ceremony I missed? This is it. Don't feel any different. I don't need you to feel anything to do great things.
7: The Chosen Season 3 begins with Episodes 1 and 2 in theaters. Visit TheChosenTickets.com today.
3: Take one modern lady mixed with classic sensibilities and a keen eye on what's news. A fellow at the Independent Women's Forum.
0: Kelsey Bowler. Exclusively at Kevin McCullough Radio. Well,
5: you know, one of the things that I like to try to do is to always help people. In fact, on uh, Wednesdays, a lot of times we have uh, Shelley Goldberg with us, who gives us some sort of parenting tip for the day, former parenting reporter at New York One. But um, there is a piece of legislation that Josh Hawley has introduced uh, in Washington, and I, I have not read the legislation, so I don't know the, uh, the intricate details of it. But would it be appropriate to introduce a legislation that would ban children under the age of 16 from being able to create a social media account? I kind of care about this topic because my 7th grader and my 4th grader have both been bugging me. Dad, please let us start a YouTube channel. We want to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, I don't want you to start a YouTube channel. That's just me. I'm a old father. Uh, let's talk to Kelsey Bowler, who has been writing and thinking and advocating a lot for kids over the last year with her incredible documentary over at the Independent Women's Forum called Identity Crisis. You need to go see it. Kelsey, it's an interesting concept. And certainly big tech has merited some need for parents to be very scrupulous about what their kids do but is a national ban on children under the age of 16 the answer? What's your What's your take on this?
11: Yeah, Kevin, well, first off, I'm curious to hear more about how you've handled this situation inside your own household because my <laughs> children are a bit younger than yours. You know, as a conservative, when I first heard about this, I thought, you know, this is really the place where we want the federal government involved. But then you have to um, look at different scenarios where there are, Um, is legal justification, legal precedent for federal government to place limits on what children can and can't access. Uh, You know, R-rated movies, for example, certain types of content online. And at this point, the evidence is so clear that social media is incredibly damaging to the developing brains of children that I give Senator Josh Hawley a lot of credit for starting a conversation About whether this is appropriate. I, you know, (laughs) it's in my perfect world, we wouldn't need the federal government to step in to enforce a ban um, on social media for kids 16 and younger. Of course, the age can and will be debated. uh, But given the mental health crisis amongst our children and teens right now, given the evidence that we have about how uh, much social media is influencing the problems uh, that children and teens are facing, given the fact that these big tech developers in Silicon Valley themselves are banning social media for their own children while developing these types of programs that get other people's children addicted. I absolutely think this conversation is justified. Legislation is justified. I think a surprising number of parents would be open to it, but I do wish there were a better solution an easier solution where parents could limit social media easier. And we didn't need this to come from the federal government.
5: Yeah. Well, I think that there, those, those options you just identified exist. Obviously parents can just say no, um, which is all I've done. So but
11: far. Kevin, think right? about schools. Think, think about schools. So many schools, incorporate social media where that's the fo- that's the way they're communicating to students that's how they're communicating to parents they're not banning uh social media inside schools and so it it's yes it's possible and again i want to hear a bit more about how you're handling this in your own family it's possible <laughs> but parents face an uphill battle in trying no, to true. limit social media it's for true. their children.
5: and in order for that to really work those options have to be engaged parents have to be Willing to say no and to mean no, they have to. They have to be willing to take it further than just um, you know an idea of saying, "Well, we're going to say uh, no, no." You've got to actually like carry it out. And so, in in my situation with my two boys, and they're very creative, and they want to. One of them wants to make a YouTube account about chess. He loves playing chess. He's, he watches YouTube accounts about playing chess all the time. He wants to. Do his own commentary on that. Also, the computer that he has access to is a school issued Google Chromebook. So they only have certain things that they can access on there anyway. There's you know there's there's a lot of stuff that is not, and social media is not one of the things that they're allowed to access. Um, they, there's no Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, any of that. Uh, on the I guess they can access some some forms of YouTube. My my ten year old. He wants to do um, full-on, you know, funny videos. He wants to make movies. He's my creative. He really wants to just go all out. And I know that once he gets sucked into this, it's going to be a never-ending thing for him. Because that's the way it happens for grown-ups that I know. Like, once they Mm -hmm. they stick their toe in, it's like, boom, they're gone. And... Um, I just, I have been very, very, very slow to, uh, encourage this. They, they don't have technology. My, my seventh grader has a phone with no internet on it and he, he doesn't like that. He's very upset by that. Um, now that's not gonna stay that way for much longer. He's, and I'm gonna have to like figure out how do we, how do we figure out accountability for what happens when you have a phone that has the internet on it. But I'm, I'm with you. I think that this conversation needs to be had. And sadly, because parents aren't doing what they should be doing, i think that the conversation is unavoidable actually at this point
11: right and i don't necessarily blame any parents who as of now are not limiting social media because there's two problems one uh not every parent is aware of the studies the evidence that exists to justify um, banning social media unfortunately you know the highly educated and again, it, it, people who work in Silicon Valley are well aware of the risk of exposing their young children to social media. But busy single parents, I mean, I can't blame them, uh, you know, for giving their children access to social media. They, they just don't have the time. They're not in um, that sector. That they're not involved in these conversations to no fault of their own. Um, And so is is there a role for the federal government to acknowledge the evidence that does exist regarding how damaging social media is to children and their developing brains? And yes, I'm with you. I think it's great we're having this conversation. I am all here for it. Um, You know, if someone can propose a better solution to protect our children, let me know. Yeah, we're all ears. (laughs) Right. But, But if not, like... We we want to protect our children, and we just know social media is so damaging to them in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and so, if we can make it easier for parents, one way or another, to protect their children, we need to do that.
5: I mean, the the real like evidence of this was in that New York Times piece last week about young girls and uh, social media interactions and the thoughts of suicide. I mean, it's just it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. the the impact that this stuff is having and uh, something needs to be done. So kudos to Josh Hawley for at least getting the ball rolling. We'll see where it goes. Kelsey Bowler, always appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Calvin McCullough coming right back. My final thought is next.
6: I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me.
7: Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG
1: Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature.
2: Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC.
3: Hello, I'm Mike Bindel, inventor of My Pillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped my pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the
4: USA. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well rested in the morning.
3: That's why I invented my pillow. one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products
5: that's mypillow.com promo code kmc
0: what you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio okay you know that
5: last week don lemon got into a little bit of hot water when on CNN, he said that Nikki Haley was past her prime at fifty-one, um, as though he's you know the judge of who's in their prime and who's not. Anyway, he was uh, he was he was taken off the air for two days, and he was mandated <clears throat> to uh, undergo a, a training course, a sensitive, a, a formal training course on sensitivity. And uh you may remember that uh Megan Kelly had some very pointed uh, observations about his comments. Uh well she posted on Twitter looks like yesterday uh the what the training course should uh involve. And she wrote in the uh in the in the uh, post she said let's help. We got you, Don. Here it is. <clears throat> Day 1 of Don Lemon's formal training on how not to be a misogynist. Let's help him. Number 1 Learn that women are not damaged goods when they hit 40. Self-explanatory. Number two, rape victims don't need your lecture on how to respond to their rape. Evidently, he has made a comment or two like that along the way. Number three, m- women forgetting a fact do not have mommy brain. They're um, <clears throat> human. Number four, screaming at your female co-anchor because she interrupted you to the point where she runs away is always considered rude and unprofessional. Number five, postponing an ad break to mansplain to said co-anchor in front of the audience how to properly conduct an interview is an act of, I don't know if I can say that word, something baggery. Um, Number six, defending sexism with some of my best friends in the group I attacked, would not excuse racism, and it doesn't excuse sexism. Good point. Uh, number seven: I am going to continue to be me is not an acceptable plan when me loathes women. Number five: When under fire for misogyny, try to at least look or act sorry. And those are the uh, those are the first eight steps in Don Lemon's formal <clears throat> training on how to not be a misogynist. Actually, it's uh, it's. I'm glad that uh, Megan stepped up and uh, laid out the the kind of uh, unspoken things because no one at CNN had the guts to do that. Not one of their female anchors came forward. Not one of their female executives came forward. In fact, the most that he got was two days off the air and a little bit of training. He he still hasn't even issued an apology. So the idea that he's learned anything from this, I am very skeptical of. And I think that most people should be. Um, look, if you're a man, you don't get to disrespect women. In fact, if you're a human being, you shouldn't disrespect anyone. It's just the way it goes. You, you don't have to tear people down to make your point. And if you do, then your point's pretty crummy. Anyway. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Miss any part of it. Get the podcast. Kevin McCullough Radio, available everywhere. Podcasts are available. We'll see you next time.